0: You're listening to the A. Scully cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A. Scully and Sid Talk. Good afternoon, good morning, and good night.
1: That was a long ten seconds. And your silence you recorded there before. <laughs> like, I was like, is this only ten seconds?
0: It's precisely ten seconds. Wow. Good I afternoon. Which shows my
1: level of patience.
0: <laughs> yeah. You, ten seconds seems like a long time to you. It does. It does. Uh, this is what we're learning about Sid Talk: is <laughs> being silent for ten seconds is difficult. probably not something she's into. Very difficult. The reason Talk is after a name. There you go. So you're the perfect person to be on this talking podcast. Right? Correct. What's the before the after I mean, the show uh, discussion? Are there?
1: I'm sorry. Are there other kinds of podcasts?
0: Yes, there are ones where people sing.
1: No, that's not. That's not a podcast. And there
0: are ones where.
1: I think you're stretching.
0: Well, there are ones where people eat and just make the noises of eating.
1: Mm. Oh God!
0: <laughs> They've got a specific. If people name. really want
1: to hear this, but that would make me want to throw up. <laughs> in fact, I had to stop watching a YouTuber who does gardening because he drinks a fucking cup of tea every time, and I want to reach through the YouTube's and just reach, grab it out of his hand. He's like, bloof, 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 bloof. who has decided in the last year? That we want to listen to people's bodily functions, like swallowing and chewing. I do not.
0: So if you know of a good farting podcast, let us know. You know
1: what? (laughs) Farting doesn't bother me at all. It's gulping and chewing and swallowing and breathing noisily. (laughs) unless you're ill.
0: Is that Davros from the Daleks? I don't know. That's what that sounds like. I don't know.
1: I'm just terrible. I'm just terrible.
0: You are pretty terrible. I accept it. Um, so what was your before the after-the-show discussion? Um, oh, I would say we were discussing how bad the um, cover of this movie is. Correct. Whoever designs um, covers for Blu-rays. Um, this one in particular, this movie we're going to review today. In the movie, there is not an explosion. On the cover, <laughs> they are running away. It looks like they're running away from a fiery explosion. It's very weird. <laughs> yeah, it's very
1: weird. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, is it the plane crashing? Well, the plane.
0: I was thinking, did I uh, miss Spoiler, some of this Our movie?
1: plane crashes in this movie, and there is no explosion.
0: No, you, it's one of those plane crashes that you see it, and then you see the aftermath. You don't see it, it, the explosion part. But in this, co- in this cover, well, maybe the cover. That's not a fair
1: characterization because you feel the whole plane crash. You're in the plane the whole time. You do,
0: time. but you the cover the is filling in yeah. the blanks for you. It's very good. So, um, moving on. It is Saturday, January the 13th. This is after the show number 513. That's 13th and 13. Mm -hmm. Good. Lining up. (laughs) After the show is a movie podcast. We review a movie. This week, we are looking at the movie The Mountain Between Us. It's a 2017 movie released on Boxing Day, so you can pick it up now. It's rated PG-13, and it's from our friends at 20th Century Fox, who sent us a copy for review. And Tar will give you the synopsis of The Mountain Between Us.
1: Hmm. Two a, people face adversity, which happens to be a big mountain.
0: And there's a mountain between us. <laughs>
1: I'm not good at the synopsis, so <laughs> if you ever want me to get better, 2018's the time for you to take over that bullshit, because you know I'm not going to do it the way you want, because you will now then continue to say kind of what it's about, because I didn't do it adequately. So just do it.
0: All right, so it is <laughs> um, the movie, The Mountain Between Us, based on the best-selling book that I did not read. Did you read the best-selling book? I uh, know. No, we didn't read the best-selling book, so it's all new to us. So The Mountain Between Us is not a true story often these kind of movies are based on a true story this one is not it's all fictional and it's a survival story with a romantic element
1: so there's your synopsis why did you ask me
0: (laughs) so uh, what did you think of the mountain between us
1: i enjoyed it very much it was very entertaining As the cover likes to tell you. It's an entertaining movie. The cover actually says pure
0: entertainment. Pure
1: entertainment. It's not pure entertainment, but it is entertaining and it is cold. I had to make an extra cup of tea while we are watching it because I got... My brain was like, yep, we're on a mountain. We're cold. Get some tea. It was very visceral and I, I felt, you know... The plight of the people, which you don't always get in survival movies, unfortunately,
0: but this this did a good job. I feel like I have seen a lot of survival movies in my time. You have. Um, Just you know, we've seen we've seen many survival movies. It's a common theme in movies. Obviously, it's an interesting theme because you can have a bit of action. You can have a bit of. uh, I was going to say this movie. It is pretty depressing the majority of the time, right?
1: I disagree completely. I felt
0: pretty depressed. I wasn't depressed at all. And um, uh, no hope kind of situation.
1: Oh, I disagree.
0: But there you go. I was waiting for them to uh, eat each other or... Charming. Eat the dog. Yeah, no, that didn't... I was not bleak at all. I
1: found it very uplifting, in fact.
0: Yeah, well, it's... Yeah. So uh, there might be spoilers in this review if you want to go and watch the movie and come back. Or if you don't care, we'll just spoil it anyway. We'll spoil some elements to the movie. (laughs) So, um, Sid Talk, what did you think of the love story in this movie?
1: It was okay. I mean, I'm not a big romantic person. And I think stories where two people who are strangers face adversity and then magically fall in love are a bit... That is sounds really boring to me. However, they make these two characters who, if they were to meet in the real world, are dynamic and interesting enough, I think that you could say, well, they could have come together in a different way, and it still would make sense, whereas you watch something like Speed... And it's just that. It's just, you know, hyping up two characters in a hyped-up situation. And then they supposedly fall in love and because of that. But this, I felt like it was reasonable that if they had encountered each other, you know, in their lives, she's a reporter, well, she's a photographer. He's a neurosurgeon, so they could have crossed paths at a party and I think would have had some sort of... Because even before, she's very chatty and she realizes he's kind of, like, he says to her, like, uh, so you're a journalist that explains the questions. And she looks at him like, ah, you got my number. You know, like, I think they were all, not flirty, but, you know, it could have happened anyway. So this particular situation, stranded on a mountain, covered with snow, just sort of sped it up as if they were on, like, Big Brother UK or something. You know, yeah. like, it condensed their need for each other and appreciation for each other I guess not just to survive but and it doesn't hurt that they're both socially acceptably attractive and can be seen as attracted to one another you know all that shit but
0: now uh, while I quite enjoyed this movie for what it is um, I felt it was uh, if I have complaints about it I felt it was pretty hokey
1: a little hokey yeah
0: yeah, and I also felt it was pretty by the numbers. Like, nothing, there's nothing really super surprising. Story
1: wise, absolutely. Story uh, wise, yeah. Story-wise agree with you.
0: Um, the thing that holds it together is the fact that they've got some great actors in it um, Kate Winslet and Idris Elba. There are good chemistry between them, and it's also, um, they. if it was not them, let's say, and it was some lesser, not lesser known actors, but one lesser, um, perf- they're not quite as good at. Performing this, I don't think it would be anything. This movie, it would you would forget it in an instant. Like really, yeah, I feel that they carried the whole movie. Like I I disagree because a lot of the script was very. It had that thing for me where it's all very convenient, like you know where this is happening. Oh, and then this happens, like a snowball of events thing. Um, I don't
1: disagree that it's a bit. Like I said, the love story itself is a bit, eh, you know, but I completely not, buy it
0: not just the love story though there's a lot of like i don't know if it's bad filmmaking or because the film looks gorgeous don't get me wrong C- uh, cinematography wise this is a gorgeous film filmed on film it looks really awesome it's amazing scenery but there's a lot of like <clears throat> just cut into the point really quickly like with no development like here they are blah 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 and then just one line of Oh, we've been in here three days. Let's go now. Like, and we, I didn't even feel like they'd been in there oh, three days. I had days. no
1: problem with any of that.
0: Oh, there was a lot of that for me.
1: Yeah, that Rich. didn't bother me. I, I got the point was that we have to make it so that we've, we know they've been here a long time. This isn't just a 24 hour stranded together. This has to be enough time where you kick into that full on survival. We are going to die together mode. And two days, I don't know. I've never been in that situation, but. Your hope is still intact, I would think, after forty-eight hours, after three weeks, and you can't show the whole three weeks in a way other than having them say. And plus, she's unconscious a few times, which I thought was sort of unfortunate that she's the one that gets to be unconscious a few times.
0: Yeah, she does. Yeah, because there's some injuries happened <laughs> yeah. during the plane. Well, crash. yeah. The plane crash itself was really well done. I liked. I like a plane crash in a movie. Yeah. And this one in particular, like. The deal here at the beginning is they were supposed to be going on a commercial flight, just a normal flight. That flight wasn't wasn't happening, so they went and chartered a tiny little Cessna plane, and um, you know it's just a two-seater. There's two seater. There's there's them two, there's a dog which belongs to the pilot, and there's the pilot, and you know the pilot has a bad day <laughs> and More the, spoilers. this plane ends up in the mountain um, but the actual plane crash was really cool oh I my mean, god
1: it was really good
0: it was one of those like it was it was the director and the cinematographer for being clever kind of thing like a, a single shot where they push the camera to the end of the fuselage then it turns around and comes back
1: and it was all it was really like oh god yeah. i mean i was like when like pulling my head back like oh god and i felt Crap, and I I love flying, but I said that makes me think, oh, God. It reminded really me bike. of
0: um, that shot in Children of Men where they're in the car. You know? Do you remember that? I don't remember
1: that. I need is to watch that, that movie. Again. It's
0: like a really cool shot. They're they're driving in the car, and they get ambushed, but the actual camera is in the car, and it never leaves the people. It just kind of moves around the car, and you're like, how the hell is that even happening? But they do this in, in this. It's um. You know, it's green-screen trickery. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it was good. It was but it really looked good. really good. But, you know, like the...
1: It felt right.
0: Yeah, and then there's the part where... The part that was terrifying to me, a plane crash is terrifying anyway, and the back end of the plane falls off like it does in a lot of movies. But they're not facing the front of the plane when it crashes because the seats face the other way. So you're basically just... Strapping yourself into a seat yeah. and you're you know, like when you're on a roller coaster that goes backwards, one of those ones, it's like that. You don't can't see what's coming, you just know you're gonna hit something and you see them both strap in and then boof, you know, they hit they hit the mountain. But um yeah, Plane Crash was really well done. Cinematography throughout the entire thing, they went to the real places. It's not it's not like a green screen movie where you can tell. You know, um we watched Everest um last year. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of green screen, and you could really tell there was moments where you were like, "Wow, this just doesn't—it doesn't feel right." Remember when they were stood on the on the summit? And it just felt like they were all stood yeah. in front of a green screen.
1: Kinda, yeah.
0: Yeah, that that movie suffered from that. This movie, they're actually, aside from a few things, what they show you in the extras, mostly in the actual. Well, they're in Canada, right? But they're really high up. But um, there was a lot of. While I liked all that stuff and it's a cool adventure along the way, I I almost prefer if it would have been based on a real thing, mm. because it's not. And
1: oh no, I wouldn't want it to be because then you nitpick it more.
0: Right? No, for me, like I, if there's no reality to a movie like this, like Titanic, for instance, <laughs> where there's a real event happen, you know, of or, or Pearl Harbor, or you know, other things like that, Dunkirk. When there's not a real thing, and it's just a fictional story, but it's like they're in this kind of situation. For me, I always can kind of... Nearly always they're going to survive, right, in these movies.
1: I don't... I mean, I'd have to add them all up, but I don't think everybody does. Not everybody did. Walter didn't. No. <laughs> you know what I'm
0: saying? <laughs> but I, but the problem I had with this movie is that there's a lot of, like, convenience stuff. Like, oh, we, we, they've got no food, here comes a... What is it? Cougar. Oh, now we've got some food. Now we can stay here for three weeks. So you really didn't like it? No, I liked it, but there's a lot of like stuff where I was like, "Uh." And the love scene part, it just felt so like not right. It did. It felt really forced. Yeah, it felt forced. It's like, hey, we need the we need, you know, the uh, sequence in Titanic where paint (laughs) me like one of your French girls. It almost feels like that, and it feels like. We've got to connect the audience to this love story of these two people, so right now they're going to have sex. Even though she is, like, not very well, <laughs> and he is, like... He's
1: really not very well.
0: Exhausted. <laughs> We're going to have this, like, really well-lit, in front of the fire love scene. That all felt to me like, you know, movie, Fifty yeah. Shades of Grey, some kind of romantic... Not Fifty Shades of Grey because that's probably like you'd handcuff her to the bed or something. But you know what I'm saying, like a romantic movie all of a <laughs> sudden, like a Mills and Boone love story, one of those kind of novels. So I didn't like that very much. And then the whole end sequence, which was like too long for me. Like I felt like it should have ended the movie, and then it just kept it like.
1: Oh, you mean the yeah
0: the bit that's in their normal life yeah. for a while.
1: So, what part of this did you like? It I liked like the plane really crash
0: like. really a lot, and <laughs> I like the relationship between them before they actually have a, a like a soap opera romance thing in a cabin.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, I like the actual relationship between them of of like, like the scenes where like they're not romantic, and he's a doctor. See, there's also convenience. He's a doctor, and
1: he's an ear he, surgeon.
0: Yeah, exactly. But he still knows everything else, doesn't he? Like, he can treat anything. Well,
1: you know, a neurosurgeon could have a plane crash. I don't know why that seems outrageous. Yeah,
0: but when you're writing a story and you're like... It just felt very story-like written, you know?
1: Because it's from a book?
0: Yeah. (laughs) So there's convenience stuff in books always. Like, you know, it's It's never like a guy who has no skills. It's never a guy who has no skills and a woman who's pregnant or something, is it?
1: Oh, that's not accurate. It's but... usually
0: like a doctor and, like, oh, there's a pregnant woman. No, I know think that the...
1: you... I could probably prove you wrong on that, but
0: okay. Yeah, all right. Then prove me wrong.
1: I'm not... This second. Not you're saying wrong. most movies who have a disaster have a star, a doctor, and a person. No, no, no. Not, so it's not, not
0: as specific as that. I'm saying the convenience factor for a plot is often this person is this and this person is that, so that's the connection.
1: Well, yeah. That's how you write a story. It
0: is, but sometimes it... Glaringly sticks out, and it's not quite.
1: I didn't develop. see, enough. I didn't feel that at all this time. So
0: right, so I did, and uh, that was my problem with the movie. Um, lots of, I would just call them conveniences f- for the sake of getting somebody to another point in a st- in the story. <laughs> so it didn't feel like a struggle struggleish as it should. Like you know, there are sort of movies where it feels like a real struggle.
1: No, it felt like a damn hard struggle. This one was like, holy shit, they're going to die. I didn't know for sure, but I, had, you know, I didn't know because I only think about the story. And very easily, this is another spoiler, it very easily could have been that at that one point where they fall asleep together, right before they get to the place. Now, if it was they, my
0: movie, they would have both died. Right, yeah, I'm
1: saying, I didn't know that they weren't going to die, ever. I didn't know that she wasn't going to come back to him with his leg in the bear trap and him be frozen to death? I didn't know. So I didn't assume anything. I And I felt like it was like, it was a bit piled on about every single thing went wrong. But you have to do that. If you gave a group of people, if you said we're going to do ten people trying to survive, then you would spread it out. And one guy would fall through the ice and one guy would get caught in the bear trap and one lady would get, you know, whatever. You, you'd spread it out so it wouldn't just all be happening to these two people. Or mostly to her, actually. Um, so that felt a bit like you're funneling it all onto these two people. Because how do you get from the top of a mountain to safety without bad shit happening? And just freezing to death, right? You go on... And I think my only thing... I mean, I really liked it. I liked all of it. It did feel a bit shoehorned there at the end. But I understand the concept. That they're both intelligent, grown-ups, professionals. And they didn't just, on a whim, go together and end up at the very end of their... At the end of the whole thing. Like, when they were rescued, they didn't instantly say, we're in love, we're going to be together. It took a while, and it felt like a long while, because he was healed up, she was healed up. He's changed his course of his career. It's been a while. And she know? also
0: had a husband. There was a, there was a barrier in between it.
1: Not really. Not, I think she not had, a husband. I think but... she really wasn't that interested in being married anyway, to be honest. I mean, he was really boring, and I think...
0: But that to him that was the barrier even said like to her. Right, but and, I'm
1: saying it was a long time so it made sense that they both thought about it. She'd tried to call him a few times apparently.
0: Yeah, all that felt shoehorn though to me. That's what exactly is the right word, shoehorned. All that bit at the end felt like um it was too neatly wrapped up for me. I I prefer like something a bit more So like, what's not I yeah. like a bit of tragicness. Uh, I I would have if I was well I didn't. But if write, they
1: both died that's the same of kind of one of them should have died
0: I think in right. my version of it.
1: And that's neatly wrapping it up, saying, like, whoop, you don't have anything to worry about because he's dead or she's dead. So you're not. Yeah, have well, to
0: struggle I, I guess just it. for my tastes, um, the romance thing was a bit too heavy. Like it was uh, heavy handed almost. From that love scene onwards. Yeah. It kind of got a bit. And mm, it did feel very natural the because they both thing.
1: smell very bad and they would both feel very bad but and the- they're mostly starving of the Vandecamp soup.
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah, but they didn't, but, but the way it came across was, oh, look, they're both very sexy. But what that tells
1: me is, not only was he craving like personal closeness, intimacy, but she was too, which is what was, I was thinking. She already wasn't that into her wedding thing. She seemed really dynamic. Here she is off flying around the world the day before her wedding. And when he asked her about her wedding, she's like, "Well, I wasn't there, but a, a woman who was really into her wedding, possibly, or a man planning his own wedding, would have said like, well, I had this flower and this was our colors.' And the, but it sounds to me like she flew off somewhere, let someone else plan it, and she was just going to show up
0: because she's a career woman, yeah.
1: Well, no, not because she's a career woman, because she wasn't. She, maybe I mean, she, she was just, taking
0: photos of skinheads for a magazine.
1: I understand that what her mission was, but also if a person's getting married, then the marriage take the that wedding would take a little more priority. You would have taken a week off if you were that excited about getting married. I don't think she was. right? And so her finding him and that kind of like, oh, my God, this guy, not only is he saving my life in this terrible situation, but he's somebody,
0: somebody I'm interested in. So I really like a um, survival story. And I really like a love story, but the love story in this one didn't catch me. And I will fall for the love story in Titanic, another movie with her.
1: See, that's really which a horrible is really news cheesy, like. Yeah, it's a horrible news.
0: Super cheesy. Th- not a horrible movie, no. No,
1: horrible love story. Right,
0: the love story is super cheesy, but how is
1: that not shoehorned? Some guy ends up on the boat. He's total opposite of her. He gets her to think, "Oh, life is worth living," and then she ends up.
0: I have no idea, but the way the way it <laughs> plays out, I care <laughs> for Jack and Rose at the end a lot, like. Um, I care for the love story between them, whereas in this, I just couldn't really... I, I, ca- I like, cared about the two characters surviving, but the love story just felt like an extra thing that didn't really need to... I don't know. It just didn't really...
1: So your ending would have been one of them or both of them would have died, or they just would have gone their own separate ways.
0: Yeah, and always thought about it or something, like, you know, How's but that not that have happened? the neat wrap up on the, you know, like the... Very romantic novel thing at the end there.
1: I disagree that we have a neat wrap up because we don't know what's going to happen. Where they
0: both run towards right, each Right, but we don't
1: know. It could last two days. It could last. It, a it month. could, it but it could last I 50 mean, years.
0: I mean, it's played, the music and everything is played of like, oh, they're actually. That's, I that. think
1: it's played like she keeps telling him throughout the whole ordeal, you need to take a risk. Why don't you just take a risk in life? And that's what he's doing?
0: Yeah. I just didn't. That's just the uh, my opinion of that. Um, just felt like romance movie of the week type stuff, which I I just didn't buy after.
1: But Jack and Rose doesn't, which is very telling. But it's also you. not. Uh, <laughs>
0: it's also not as gritty as I like because it's like a PG movie. So even the survival elements of this movie, um, while I like some of it, it's a bit glossed over, right? It's not horrific. It's not horrific, really, is it? It's more like um, yeah. We don't.
1: We know we they acknowledge peeing and stuff. We don't acknowledge actually having to take a crap or the blood of her injured leg or Walter even. You know, yeah. It's pretty watered down.
0: Yeah. So while I enjoyed it, it was there was you know obviously problems for me, and those are them. So uh, moving on to the cast, Idris Elba plays Ben Bass. What did you think of Idris? He was good. He is. Um, do you do you buy him as a doctor? Of
1: course. Yeah. Why well, wouldn't I think he's because he's very put together and sort of like aloof and cold a little bit. Not pun, no pun intended for this particular story, but um, very like you know his manner is sort of stiff and closed yeah. up. So yeah, totally. In fact, like a like one of those genius doctors you would come across, but Yeah. Because he's, he's flying to another state to do an emergency brain surgery on somebody, so his yeah. personality fit that perfectly.
0: And what happened to that um kid? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, also, there's, there's possibly another death in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh a death. Um yeah, I, I don't mind Idris Elba. Um he's yet personally yet to uh, you know people like really have him up on a platform like he's awesome and I've not been ever been like super impressed ever yet but there again I've not seen that movie you know the one that we talked about earlier the beasts of something which I
1: nation of of no beasts
0: yeah which I which is supposed to be some powerhouse acting that's the one maybe I should see but everything I think I've, I've seen I was really good on everything this. I've seen like prometheus this one Rock and roller, he almost is the same guy. This I didn't think. so No offense, um, Mr. Um, I disagree. Yeah, the Brit is the British kind of, you know, gravelly voiced. In this? No, in in movies, yeah, I'm
1: saying in this he wasn't at all. That's why I really liked the. uh, In
0: this, he was the British. He wasn't all gruffly,
1: and he wasn't like a mobster or anything.
0: Not a mobster, but like a cool, cool guy.
1: Oh, I disagree. My God, it's like we watched two different fucking movies.
0: No, he's, was, with you. He was like a cool guy. <laughs> you
1: know, he's the same kind of guy. He wasn't cool at all. He was really like you uptight. know the guy he plays
0: in Prometheus. He's that that guy.
1: I disagree. I feel like he was really kind of broken and. Oh, disagree.
0: Kate Winslet plays Alex uh, Martin. Now I do like Kate Winslet, and I did like her in this a lot. She um. She's pretty natural at what she does. She's no stranger to a disaster movie like this. <laughs> or is this a disaster? A survival movie, let's say. Um, and uh she uh, has a lot of range, I think, emotionally. You know? Mm-hmm. And she, she displays it all here. There's times where, like you say, she goes unconscious, and then she comes around and, you know... It actually Which looks
1: terrifying.
0: Sometimes in movies, when somebody goes unconscious and, and comes around, when they come around, it, it just doesn't seem like it doesn't seem right what they're doing. She always seemed right. One time, she didn't remember yeah. stuff, and it seemed more realistic the way she was doing it. I feel like she's the
1: type of performer, actor who would have researched that and actually asked people or found out.
0: yeah. She actually looked really cold when she was supposed to, but I'm assuming that was because she was cold because yeah. it looked cold actually on that set, didn't they? <laughs> they did torture them. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm always impressed by Kate Winslet, and uh, this was no exception. Probably the same for you, right?
1: Mm, no, she's really good. I I would watch her all day. She mesmerizes me. I I mean, there are movies in which she it doesn't need to be her. I mean, she doesn't bring that much like in um you know the. <sighs> Once where she's the boss lady, boss lady, Divergent. You know that series. Oh yeah, yeah. She's fine, but it isn't her that makes it. No, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. She was in those, wasn't she? Yeah. She was pregnant in one of them, but but they tried to make it look <laughs> like she wasn't. <laughs> um, Bo Bridges plays Walter. He was really good. Yeah, he was. His tragic. It's he's very brief, though. I mean, come on. Um, he's not in it very much. But uh, I always get Bo mixed up with the other guy. You know. His brother? The dude.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I kind of get them mixed up.
0: But His yeah, brother?
1: Bo, Jeff Bridges? Yeah,
0: Bo Bridges was, <laughs> was good in this. He plays the pilot. And, uh, spoiler, the pilot doesn't have a great end. He doesn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> Dermot Mulrooney plays Mark, who's the in the relationship with Kate Winslet. He's not in it very much. Nope. You might, you'll remember him. He's been in a movie with Julia Roberts, uh, I remember him, but he's old now. (laughs) But uh, yeah, um, I can't really say much about him. There's not really much to it.
1: Just nothing. Unfortunately, it could have been anybody.
0: And then there is a dog in this movie that they crash land with a dog, and the dog is played by two dogs. I wanted to put this in because I don't really like animals like that in movies. It seems often seems too cutesy, or just like a story device to get people who um, love animals to like think it's really cool, but. I was always concerned for the dog. In Me fact, too. <laughs> in fact, I was concerned for him more than them sometimes. I was like, who's feeding the dog as the dog fed itself? Does that dog, you know, what does that dog? It's a pet. It's not a wild dog.
1: He knows what to do though.
0: I mean, it showed you one scene where he was chasing a rabbit, yeah. but he didn't succeed in that, in catching that rabbit, did he? No. Um, so he's not the kind of dog, and you know, he gets attacked by the cougar. But um, I was always looking at the dog thinking, has that dog eaten anything? Like, I mean, yeah, they, <laughs> you know, they fed him some cougar <laughs> at one point. But uh, yeah, I really felt for the dog. Uh, and did the dog survive? You'll have to watch the movie to find <laughs> out. This is directed by Hani Abu Assad. Now, he is a Palestinian director who's actually been nominated for two Oscars uh, in the foreign language category for Paradise Now and Omar. And he hasn't actually made a movie like this, a um, Hollywood movie. This will be his first one. What did you think of him as a director? Oh, that was really good. I, well,
1: you're going to disagree because you have all these flaws. But I felt it because I felt so in it. And I I really, like I said, when I walk from my building to my car after work, and it's like 10 degrees or 5 degrees like it has been recently, and I look at my car across the parking lot, it takes less than a minute to get there, and I think, oh, my God, I just, you know, I'm feeling all sorry for myself, and I'm like, holy shit, and I get in my car, and it's freezing, and I turn the heat on, and and for five minutes, I'm just, I'm thinking I'm just so suffering. This (laughs) makes me realize, and not only that, but you think about people who live outside, you know, homeless people, people who have to work outside every day, soldiers who have to be out in whatever condition, but they've got to be places where they're just sitting in a frozen place all day, all night, and... Yes, it's different when you're stranded and there's no hope of, like, rescue or whatever. But it really got in my head, like, this, how do people survive this shit? Because people do. People get stranded in the ocean and on the mountains and somehow survive it. You know, there was a lady just a few weeks ago who had fallen off a cliff, broke her leg. Some guys were just hiking past, heard her. She'd been there for I don't know how long. You know, it wasn't just a few hours. It was, like, days or something. And I just think, you know, (laughs) how do we... How do we get through all that? And that really got me into it. And then I cared about the people, cared about the outcome. They could have died or not. I mean, I know it's a story, so I need, you know, go along with whatever. But because I was in it, on for the adventure of it, I think that elevated it a lot for me.
0: I did really like the cinematography, which were. it seemed like he had a female cinematographer on those um, extras we saw. Hmm. Um. But the cinematography was awesome. Like, it really was. Um, but as far as, you know, I like him as a director, but I, like I say, the problems I have, I don't know if they're script problems or it's just no, editing.
1: It's a, if, it, if I don't think it's a problem, it can't be a problem. Well, that's you. not true.
0: <laughs> it, <laughs> it could be editing for me as well. Like, it was a bit too, like, I'd like something to, you know, be a bit more in-depth, whereas this kind of kept moving on a bit too much for me you know, the skipping ahead part of it. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, you know, they distilled it down a little bit. So, but, conclusion, On the Mountain Between Us, what do you think? What's your uh, recommendation? I liked it. Would you recommend this to the I viewers? don't
1: recommend them really. It's just watching it Listeners. think for yourself, you know? But I think it if you want to get a blanket and a cup of hot tea or a bowl of hot And hot feel tea. cold. <laughs> and, like, go in for an adventure where it kind of highlights this possibility. I don't know. I think it... I, I liked it.
0: And I, I did not dislike it. Like I say, there's just some things that are not to my taste. But um, it is a pretty well-made film, and there's some good actors and performances. So, I... Well,
1: w- you said you weren't really that into either one of them.
0: No, I'm saying that I, I, just, I actually said I like everything that Kate Windsor does, and she was really good in this. I liked everything. I liked all the reactions she did. I like how she portrayed coming in and out of consciousness. Yeah. I actually really liked it. True. So, uh Idris Elba, I can take him or leave him. <laughs> it's just a thing for me. I've not actually seen anything where I'm like, "Oh, he's awesome." But um if you apparently he's awesome in that BBC show Luther, but I've never watched it, you know? Maybe I should. But um yeah, it, I, I was entertained. <coughs> so that's correct. That's <laughs> that's, pro- the boss. that's what it's supposed to do. <laughs> That's what it says on the box, and it did what it said on the box. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, that's um, The Mountain Between Us. Thanks to 20th Century Fox for letting us review that one. If you want to enter a contest, we've got two going at the moment. Go to basically.com. You can win a copy of the new horror movie, Friend Request, and the new Reese Witherspoon movie, Home Again. Next week's Blu-ray review will be It, the uh, new version of It. So we're going for some horror next week. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll take a look at that. And movie recommendations. I am going on the topic of this movie and some of the actors in it. Or one of the actors in it. The movie Titanic, which I still love to this day. I know people think it's cheesy and uh, that it's cool to not like that movie. I've noticed. Well, screw you all. I like it. <laughs> it's overly long. It's uh, very stagey and showy. It's uh, a big special effects thing as well and there's a love story and it really goes on and on and on forever and uh, you never think it's going to end <laughs> and game You're making over, it man. sound great game over man's in it and uh i really like it i still like it i will watch it again and uh game over yeah you know game over man game over he's not in it yeah he's in it he's in titanic
1: Oh, just those little bits of the start and the end. The
0: start and the end, yes. He's, he's the reason the Titanic story is getting told.
1: <laughs> I know, that was, that was the lamest part.
0: Well, I like I, 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 know, yeah. I do really like Titanic. Um, yes, the special effects were cutting edge for the time it came out, but when you watch them now on Blu-ray or 4K, when you see those people tumbling, it does look kind of crappy and computery. But close your eyes a little bit when that's happening. And spoiler, they're going to hit an iceberg. There's your spoiler. (laughs) But I love Kate Winslet in that. That's one of my first, well, probably a lot of people's first encounters with her. And she's awesome in it. And my other one, which is my favorite Kate Winslet movie, I believe, out of all of them, is uh, Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Which um, I think that is her best performance. So challenge me on that one.
1: Hmm. I don't know about best performance, but is it's an interesting movie for sure.
0: Yeah. So your recommendations are? My
1: recommendations are, and I'm going to start for 2018, just picking the two first people on the list of the cast. Hey, that's what I always movie do. From, is it? Yes. Yours are always related, though. Well, yeah. I guess that's related. Because I'm being lazy and I'm sick of trying to figure out a recommendation list, something comes straight to my mind. So, and this is not, this sounds really weird, because what you're saying about L- it, idris elba i'm not sure what i've seen that is great except i really did enjoy pacific rim and i know a lot of people didn't but i really did like that one i like any sort of alien weird
0: monster people shit. loved pacific rim i
1: loved it i thought it was really no, good peop-
0: it, no what i'm saying is it was a, actually a lot of people loved it and guess what we're getting another one this year
1: well i liked it so yeah i liked it as well then so pacific rim and revolutionary road to me
0: yeah, that's a good one. It's one of
1: those top ones with Winslet, and that's your Kate and what's-his-face together again.
0: That's Rose and... Um, yes, Jack. Back, ...back together, yeah. Correct. So, uh, yeah, that's our recommendations for this week. Uh, games on A. Scully stuff. Been playing some VR games this week. Played some of Rec Room, which is a crazy online uh, recreational room where you can play table tennis and you can play a little... Uh, paintball adventures, and you can talk to different people. It's kind of weird. There's lots of... Why is it when you go in, like, a virtual chat room, VR or not, and people have got microphones, everybody has to be an idiot?
1: I don't know, but... Or,
0: or swear at you, or make stupid jokes that are, like... You know? It's very... Yeah. There's a lot of children in this game, Rec Room, I've noticed. Like, you... the thing about VR, you can tell that people are children because... It judges your height by how actual tall you are, so it looks at your helmet and goes, right, so hey Scully is five foot 11, so <laughs> that's how tall he is in the game, right? When he stood next to the table tennis table, he's five foot 11. When a child who's wearing the same headset is four foot, well, he doesn't reach the table tennis table properly, so you can tell you're playing with a child, and then often they've all got microphones because VR everybody has a microphone, so when they talk, they're very you've heard them. You've heard, mm-hmm. you've seen me playing and heard yeah. them talk, haven't you? They're very squeaky, like you know.
1: <laughs>
0: so lots of kids play these games. Lots of kids have these VR headsets, and then there's always a, pa- a group of idiots who come into these games, and they're just super inappropriate. They're trying to touch the children. It's just weird. Why? Why is this?
1: <laughs> is, it just,
0: is it just because you can, you will, and because nobody can tell you're doing it? Yeah. Because they don't know who you are, and it's just odd. Um, But yeah, it happens in pretty much every game. Some people find it hilarious. I find it a bit weird. I find it... I don't know who they are who do it. I saw them all trying to, like, pin a child up against the wall. What? Like, trap him. There was a child who was just playing. They were pushing him into the corner in the wall, and they were all making stupid sexual jokes in the corner. I was like, what the fuck is going on? What the hell? Yeah, well...
1: Can't you turn these people in?
0: Yeah, I did. I report. You can click on them and report, and you can click on them and and mute them, right? But most people who are in a game like this, they might not understand it fully and know what to do. This kid was being harassed by them, clearly. Yeah. Um,
1: No, I mean, can't you report them all if they're being fuckers? Yeah,
0: I report, I report anybody who's, like, being a dick. Because, like, I think eventually they get chucked out of the game. But, you know, that relies on, like, the people who make the game actually checking those reports and... You know, do they do they ban them immediately, or do they wait until they get a hundred complaints? Yeah. So you never know what's going to happen. But it's you know in what what it is is like when you play something like Call of Duty, like a flat game on a TV, and the, there's always dickheads in the chat, and you mute them and they go away. In VR, it just feels a bit more weird because you're actually a, your body is in there. Do you get what I mean? Your yeah. body isn't in it. You feel a presence like you're actually in the place. <clears throat> and when you see weird stuff or you listen and you're like, oh, what are they saying? Or, oh, God, that's vile. They're being really racist. or It just feels a bit more personal and weird. It's a strange VR kind of symptom. I, I mean, people are assholes everywhere. It just <laughs> when you're in VR, it feels like you're actually in a room with some assholes. So... If you want to experience being <laughs> in a room full of racists, Rec Room is probably your game. Um, I also played VR Chat, which is another game. It's very similar to Rec Room. You choose who you want to be. You go into a, into a space, and everybody in that space is a different avatar, and they've all chat. They've all got voice chat, and um, it's weird. It gets really weird, and it got really weird very quickly.
1: I mean, we're no stranger to this. (coughs) This is how chat rooms started. Yeah. Chat rooms where you just had to type type, and then wait and then type and then wait. And there were creepy people everywhere.
0: The VR one is particularly creepy because you can make your own avatar in this VR chat. So you can make anything. Anything. (laughs) So it was fun. I I went in and uh, there was a room and Batman was stood over there and he said hi. And I went and talked to Batman for a minute. Batman was from France or somewhere, and he was like, yeah, yeah, I love this game. You want to come and I'll show you some things? He showed me around a little bit. Then I walked into another room, and there was a bunch of naked, like, weird <laughs> anime characters with bouncing boobs, and they were all grabbing each other's boobs in the corner. I was like, what the... And then it just it proceeded to get weirder and weirder, because you can actually be any avatar. So on the floor was, like, a woman's private parts. That okay. was what a cat guy decided to be. And it was just there, like, it was looking at me. It was like a photograph. <laughs> <laughs> and then I could feel something buzzing around my ankles. I kept seeing something and I was looking around, and it's like a tiny little... I don't even know what it was. It looked like a sex toy, but it had a... It has the avatar, the name of the person above it, and it was saying something. But because it was really low down, it was real quiet. So it's just an odd... People... These things are not odd. People are odd, right?
1: Yes, yes, <laughs> that's the conclusion.
0: Because VR chat seems like a really cool thing to me. Like you know, go in, be a thing, and like you know, I went in a... For instance, there was a cool. Ex- I went in a nightclub. It was a properly like rendered nightclub. They were playing like like proper music, not like fake music. It was all licensed. You know, all the latest hits. There was a dance floor, and you can get glow sticks, and because you're in VR, if you you actually da- would dance, right, on the dance floor? Yeah. Wave the glow sticks around, but then it just got weird. So, if you like it when it gets weird, mm-hmm. you will love VR chat. The other thing I wanted to mention uh, this week is we are on the second episode of The X-Files is back on Fox. And uh, we, watched, we watched the first week, and it was, I, I'm a big fan of The X-Files, hence the name of this show even. Or handsome Correct. man. Correct. And you uh, like the X Files too. Correct.
1: That's how we met because I saw in your profile on ICQ in 1998. Yes. That you like the X Files. You like talking about movies. And I was like, oh, and I was at that time of life when every Sunday, I mean, you, sh- I shut down everything, everybody outside world, and I was just closed in. Got on the couch, got my food, got my beverage, turned off all the lights, and I'm in it for. The X-Files, like, for an hour. And it's like I just would get lost in it. And then when I saw that, I was like, Oh, And then your name was always a scully. And then your little webpage that you had on GeoCities was all pictures of Jillian Anderson. Which I was like, charming.
0: And some, of, <laughs>
1: and some of Fox Mulder, too. And in your bedroom at the time, you had actual pictures of her. So it was really funny.
0: I love the X-Files. You do. Um, and this revival of it, well, season 10 that was on last year, was meh, You know? It yeah. It was... Uh, couple of really bad episodes and four well three like mediocre ones and one awesome one so out of that whole thing there was like one awesome episode and this uh, season episode 1 was actually terrible right
1: yes i mean so terrible i was so bored and that was and i love it don't get me wrong i love it except I shouldn't say that. I'm not a devoted fan because I stopped watching when Doggett and that lady started, and like, you know, yeah, Mulder and Scully weren't really in it anymore. I've Plus, seen all of it. Just kind of more thin. It wasn't. I like Monster of the Week stuff. I don't like the big overarching story. Couldn't give a shit about the alien conspiracy, any of that. I just want Scooby Doo every week. I want a different monster, you know, and that's it. And now, if you want to show the whole world that there are aliens and weird shit, that's cool, but it's never gonna happen. So I don't like that carrot on a stick crap. So, when I'm watching this one, the first first one, one. I was like, I looked over at you once, and you're watching it, and I'm thinking, he can't like this. He can't. Our whole marriage is based on this. (laughs) Not really. He can't like this. Mm. He can't like this. Because it's awful. It's not just awful. And I've watched thousands of movies. Endless hours. Not endless, but almost uncountable hours of television in my life, right? So, I'm not sure if that's a... To pride, but I understand about stories and stuff, and I understand how to tell it. And when all I can feel is Chris Carter sitting there with his head actually stuffed up his own ass, sitting there thinking how cool something will be this car chase is gonna be cool. Oh my god, what would you know, just totally into it for himself? That's all I could think of. And I was like, Ugh, you're grossing me out, you're ruining it. So this time I was like, Okay, I'm, I'm, yeah. I don't even care anymore, I don't care about watching it. But then they turned it around.
0: So. Yeah, this second episode was... I mean, it wasn't was, great, like no. the
1: old ones, but it was much better.
0: Actually, I would describe this second episode as a worse version of a Black Mirror episode. Like, like because it, it had a similar vibe to a Black Mirror episode. Yeah. It was a technology, um, you know, what could happen if, this techno- if a technology... Yeah, it did
1: feel like Black Mirror.
0: It did, but, like, not good. Not... Like, one of the worst Black Mirror episodes. Because Black Mirror is pretty consistently good, right? Like, of uh, getting what it's getting. This just felt like a poor version of that. But, along the way, it had some really fun Mulder and Scully interaction. Where they're just fun. They're just, um, you know, little one-liners with each other. Which I always liked in the original X-Files. The relationship between them was always funny. And they captured it again here. You know, like where when when he said my favorite line was when he said i'm going to open an x-file on these muffins cuz <laughs> how that, how did they get so damn good <laughs> and she said i don't care i don't care if they came out of an alien's ass she said i, I said,
1: felt like that was <laughs> them actually saying that which I thought was really funny yeah
0: so there's a, there's quite a few instances of that where they're just being cute together and it's and it feels like x-files and i actually thought this episode felt very x-filesy um, it was it was dealing with the Lone Gunman a little bit.
1: A little bit better, yeah. I didn't care about the Lone Gunman either, but it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, and I don't. I, actually, when they promised it would all be, um, you know, Monster of the Week episodes, this one strictly wasn't really a Monster of the Week because it actually was mythology again, wasn't it? Mm hmm. Um, but. Um, it did have a separate feel, but it did turn into mythology towards the end, which, uh, they promised it was all going to be Monster of the Week. I thought it was going to be standalone stuff, but this wasn't, but it was way better. And it, you know why? Because Chris Carr didn't do it. <laughs>
1: That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I didn't feel his little sticky, gross fingers all over it. And it I don't know felt- why I think that he's just so pretentious, just like the same people who made Hero and Lost or Heroes and Lost. It's like, even Walking Dead, you know, even though I love it, I'm a zombie freak as well. But something gets lost when all of a sudden you're super famous for this thing. Everybody loves it. It becomes like a cultural, iconic, it's not niche, but it comes off as a cult kind of a thing. Yeah. And then you get lost in that. And you you don't know how to break free. Now, part of it's creativity. Creativity can put you in a rut. Because you will draw, like I draw or make things. I'll draw and make the same thing over and over and over. Because I got good reaction. I felt good doing it. I like looking at it. And if I break free from that, it's unknown territory. And I don't know for sure if I have the skill or the whatever. And I don't, you know, you feel a little bit like closed up in a little box. And I feel like some of these people who get too much pats on the back for the essence of what makes their shows good, or movies even, like movie franchises, then they get stuck. You know? That's like... And some people aren't that creative. Maybe he got lucky. Making up Mulder and Scully and this big alien conspiracy thing, and then basically it is Scooby-Doo, or it is The Hulk, or it is any other
0: Yeah, it's show episodic over, thing. ...since
1: television began. I mean, I listen to radio shows... From the 30s and 40s that have a similar vibe. Like some weird things happening. Like I've watched The Saint. I've listened to The Saint or Johnny Dollar. And some weird thing has happened. And you unravel what it is. You think it's one thing and then it turns out to be something else. And then da-da-da-da-da. And next week at the same time. And then you start over. I'm not saying that's great.
0: He got the um, idea from the X-Files from that show Colcheck the Night Stalker from years yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's the same one. It follows up with the same theme. Like every week you don't end i feel like he's just
0: oh uh, well, i think he's a, i think he's a hack and <laughs> I, I didn't Charming. i never super uh-huh. liked his episodes in in the old x-files either i always right. i always was like oh when the other guys take over Darren, i think he's called morgan That the guy who actually i think he went on to do break, breaking bad and um better call saul that guy that guy his episodes were always awesome and um He's back, actually, in this season to do some episodes. But yeah, Carter is... It got... the Even the original X-Files, which is 200 and odd episodes of it, it gets really bad in the middle, doesn't it? Yeah. It, like, loses quality. It loses actors. You know, there's there's a season where Mulder is not in it. There's a season where Scully disappears for half of the season. And it's just kind of... I can remember even... Having to struggle through it, like. Oh, oh, yeah. Hopefully they'll be back together at some point, and then I'll I'll enjoy this again. But um, yeah. Just thing is, now Gillian Anderson this week has announced that she's left the X Files. This is the last season. She's, Doesn't
1: seem like he gives a shit.
0: She's not coming back, and Chris Does Carter's it? talking about the future of the X Files, and David Duchovny's still on board, and he's thinking of getting um Doggett guy to come back, and. Yeah, I don't he, think he, he doesn't realize
1: it. what it actually is all about. It's what's so unfortunate.
0: They've also lined up those other agents that we've seen in the last season who are similar to Mulder and Scully but younger. You know, like there's yeah. ways that he can go with a new version of the X Files if Mulder and Scully are not in it. So, of course, you you could even make it good, right? It could be good <laughs> without them, sure. But um, but not with him. I, I don't trust him. I don't either. Uh, But I did enjoy this week's episode, and from what I read on the X-Files fan site that I was looking at, those people have seen, like, a few more episodes. The next two or three are exceptional episodes, so yes. Thank God for that.
1: Well, I don't know. I don't trust anybody. I trust
0: these X-Files people, because they rank, like, the old episodes and stuff, and I I go to their site quite a bit, and uh, they are pretty on the nose with which episodes were good in the old seasons. So, um... Yeah, that's my stuff for this week. What is for dinner this week? Uh, what What is this segment? Why are we telling people what's for dinner?
1: <laughs> Why are you doing here? You don't want to know?
0: Oh, well, you know, people might be like, what, this, what are they on about?
1: Well, ten years ago, we decided to stop eating meat. Well, I stopped eating meat, and you then shortly followed. And so it's always been sort of an um, adventure, trying to figure out how to not eat meat not that either of us miss
0: it but not really anymore right because we don't even think about meat
1: i don't and i i mean you do because it's everywhere and in fact i was at walmart shopping and i'm looking down the frozen section which is about a half mile long and i'm looking at all the frozen dinners and i thought yeah we don't eat frozen dinners that much occasionally but not much and i started i was like okay i'm gonna make the effort here i'm gonna find a vegetarian or vegan just mixed in you know like something that's all Nothing would say vegetarian. Right. Right? Because even if it said it's a vegetable lasagna, if you read it, it's got beef broth or chicken broth or chicken fat or something like that. And everything was sort of like the pride of place was chicken this and beef that and whatever. And in the past, you wouldn't even give that a second thought. And this was like, right, so you have to seek out often. If you do want that kind of stuff, you have to seek out the ones that are, you know, don't have the dead animals in them. And like tonight, we have veggie burgers, and then you know I have to kind of still—I don't struggle with the missing meat part, but something that's substantial and that's delicious. And so tonight we're gonna have rice and beans, yum, and a veggie burger. <laughs> that's it. <laughs>
0: I just wanna, before we go on to your advice, I just wanna do an addendum to the review of this Blu-ray, uh, the Mountain Between Us. I didn't mention what the extras were, and there are a few on this Blu-ray. True, true. There is love and survival creating chemistry, Mountain Between Them shooting in isolation, the wild survival stunts, there's some deleted scenes, and there's an actual commentary throughout the whole movie by the director. So, um, if you're looking for extras, there are a few.
1: Right. Um,
0: and we did, we, they were quite good actually, the documentary type ones. Yeah. So, um, yes, so, what is your advice, said Doc?
1: My advice is, I forget what I said, oh, this is going to be frivolous advice, but I'm telling you it it's a it's a blessing when it's five degrees outside, like I've been going to Lowe's, Walmart, whatever, I always park next to the cart corral, maybe not <laughs> next to it, at least one park one spot over, or the one that's directly across from it if you don't go to a store that has the doubled up one that goes across two spots. Because once you get your stuff in your car, you don't want to be the dickhead who's like, Oh, it's too cold for me to put my card away. So we'll leave it sitting in this spot. Nobody will care. Cause there's another one. No, don't be a dickhead, right? Park close to it. Everybody can't, obviously, but part as close to it as you can. So then put your card away. That right. Fits. So it's advice and a directive.
0: <laughs> Always put your card away. Well, yeah, you should, shouldn't you? People are, people are real lazy. Yeah. All right, so I'll remind you about our websites. On my website, because yours is gone now. Mine is gone. Ascully.com. Uh It's actually all up and working again now. We've moved to the new server. The podcast should be working fine. If um, you don't, oh, I can't really say. I was going to say, if you don't hear this podcast, email me and tell me, but that won't work, right? because you would have to hear this podcast to hear me tell you that. So, <laughs> ignore that. <laughs> But uh yeah, you can always contact me on Twitter and Facebook. You can get this podcast on the Google Play Store, the iTunes Music Store. The server is working properly, so you will get it on all those feeds, the RSS feed, you can listen to it on the page. You can email feedback to me at a dot email Sid Talk, And um stay classy, Kate Winslet. Uh our next movie is Avatar Two in twenty twenty. So look forward to that one.
1: Yeah. And I'm going to say think for yourself because if you don't do it, someone will do it for you.